What is up, everybody? You're listening to Suds Buds, the show where good buds talk good suds with the wonderful workers of the beer industry. I'm your host, Eric Anderson, and with me, as always, in the studio tonight is co-host of the show, Mr. Dustin Stelton. For the second time today. What's up, my dude? Take two. Uh, We had some technical difficulties. Yeah, we had some weird audio cutting in and out. Um, Weird hiss. Nate's here again. Lovely Nate. Yeah, that's worth mentioning. Uh, We're skipping an intro today. And we're already halfway through our beers. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Uh, no intro needed, uh, but today we have our wonderful guest, Mr. Nate Uppadel. How are we doing today? Doing great, man. How are you? Uh, good. Uh, I'm sorry I gave more of an enthusiastic entrance on the first one. Uh, it's all good, dude. It's all good. I could hoot and holler again if you guys want. Can I get one? Woo! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> so this is uh, your second round on the show, but first time in the Sudsbud studio. It's uh, it's better than I imagined. Oh, thanks. You know? Shout out to... to producer and sound engineer of the show sam for hooking us up with some cool stuff it's i gotta take a little credit this yellow rug kind of brings it together it does tie the room yeah. together like i was gonna go into that if you weren't because it's worth mentioning oh, for sure thanks, man i mean it's like that big bird yellow i it's like lager yellow or like pilsner yellow maybe is a better mm-hmm. way of putting like it you're drinking I... some real yellow pilsner <laughs> i feel like that's a hazy yellow yeah, I, I, I'm yeah, more on Dustin that's, with that that's one. That's I think fair. the only thing that this room is missing is a giant CBD sponsorship just like right here, <laughs> like a canister of CBD that we can just dispense it and it just shoots out pre-roll CBD. Looks like one of those Yagbomb dispensers yeah, that got yeah, yeah. bars, but yeah. it's just... You put a quarter in, ding, <laughs> pops out a pre-roll. Right on. Well, I'll be straight up with you guys today. I don't want to bum you up. There will be no hazy IPAs or CBD on the show. Oh. Boo. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason we did invite you here today, Nate, is because we are doing a Belgian and Saison beer showcase. And I felt that it would only be fitting to have Mr. Belgian himself, Nate Opadel. Uh, quick disclaimer i am not belgian in any heritage uh, and he's sh- never been called mr belgian before this either <laughs> you didn't grow up in this, belgium this is this is a first on you know mr belgian that title i don't hate it though i'm gonna be perfectly honest it kind of suits you a little bit i mean i'll take it honestly i i don't know that i've ever like well no we had some belgian guys into the into our brewery um i think it was oh. pre-shutdown was those the assholes that stole the tip jar and like was running around with it no, no, those were not. Uh, those guys were from Scotland, I believe. Mm, uh, things are coming together. <laughs> moving along. <laughs> <laughs> what are we drinking tonight, Dustin? We are drinking a Saison from Big Axe. Coming in right at 6.5%, 20 IBUs. Worth noting, if you are in the area, Big Axe out of Niswa. Great beers. Very well, abbreviated version of what we did on the first take. Yeah. <laughs> so this for, is what we're getting. For the second take tonight, let's uh, crack open the conversation. Number two. <laughs> there you go. We as we're, we're halfway through, as we're re-pouring <laughs> our Saison. It's it's a good one. Um, yeah, light body, mouthfeel, full flavor Saison, though. Yeah, definitely like the, the fruitier version of a Saison yeah. versus like the spicy version. Mm-hmm. Dude, I think what's so amazing to me with a lot of these Belgian-style beers is if the brewer is good, they can really hide the alcohol in them. And six by 6.5% by, is by no means like a doozy of a beer. Yeah. But it's starting to creep, starting to tickle, you know? And, uh, like, it, you, just, you can't taste 
any booze in this whatsoever, and that's great. No, and we're doing like five ounce glasses in here, and this is my my second little fill up on this one, and it's definitely. I was like, whew, that was surprisingly light yeah. at first, and now I'm starting to feel like that warming in my cheeks. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this is a this is a creeper here. All right, Mister uh, Belgian himself. Yeah, yeah. Are are saisons supposed to be a little bit cloudier, a little bit hazier? Um, I've never had one that isn't, so I would imagine that's probably part of that style. Um, I guess it's so it originally comes from. Like they're farmhouse ales, so yep. like if you see that same title, farmhouse ale is essentially the same thing. Yeah, they're meant to be um, sessionable ales, right? Yeah, well, saison, you know, is French for season. season. Yeah, found that out so, yesterday. Thank you, Eric. What <laughs> were you guys rehearsing before this? Not rehearsing, researching. Uh, we okay. had a okay. yeah, we had a Wikipedia day to Ooh. ourselves. Yeah, oh, we're gonna drop some facts on uh, the suds buds today. It was more so I was driving and he was Wikipediaing saisons. All right, well, yeah. you know that. You gotta bond somehow. Yeah, father and son. Exactly. <laughs> Can't just listen to podcasts all day. I will say we did talk to uh, another big Belgian fan, friend of the show, and fantastic brewer, Mr. Ben Hebel, yesterday. Shout out to Ben Hebel. Hey. I sent him a message and I was like, hey, Ben, we're thinking about doing like a Saison and Belgian showcase. Do you think these lend themselves to sharing an episode? And what's some like research or literature you dive into? And he was like, Yes, absolutely. They lend themselves to the same conversation, and you do not have enough time in 24 hours to research anything worthwhile. So <laughs> I was like, okay, appreciate, appreciate. But uh, that's such a pragmatic, glass half empty Ben thing to say. <laughs> you know, I get where he's coming from, though, because I feel like to fully appreciate and understand the style, there's like, it's more than just beer research. It's like, a complex there's, beer. There's like some regional studying that goes on there. But, uh, Speaking of regional studying, does anyone want to study the last little bit of this can? Uh, I'll take a little top off. Oh, I thought you just meant, like, read the label, so now I'm reading the label again. <laughs> There's not a whole lot going on with this one as far as the, the label department. It's pretty... It says freshest is the bestest, so I like that. That, uh, yep, that makes sense. Checks out. I actually like all my beers can-aged. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Nate, you were talking about, uh, how Saison is French for season. Um, so Saison as a, uh, style actually originated from a particular place in, uh, Belgium called Wallonia and it was a French speaking region. Um, and it, uh, it originated as a, uh, pale ale brewed in cooler, less active months in farmhouses and then stored for drinking in the summer months and traditionally was lower ABV than the um, saisons we drink today. A lot of the ones they were brewing back at this time, um, or they were like three, 3.5% mm-hmm. ABV. And then they got, um, you know, a little higher as time went on in right. like the mid 20th century. Cause they were beers for like the workers. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So it was, um, they were partying. <laughs> It was a low gravity beer that was uh, it was a clean source of hydration for for field workers and they said some people here would consume up to five liters per day. Five so, liters. Damn. Yeah, think about that. That's that's the dream right there. I wonder, on average, what was the ABV they were drinking? Like sub five, gotta be almost right. Yeah, it says here that you know it it did rise through the twentieth century, but even that rise put it between like four point five and six point five. But I think the workers they're talking about here 
it's probably back when it was still lower around three to three point five i would think but because in my head when you said that the first thing that came to my mind was like damn what would happen if i was doing hard labor and i smashed five liters of a seltzer (laughs) (laughs) i think productivity might go down i don't know dude just a guess have you seen me behind the bar with some beers in me zipping Zipping. Uh, beer is a 21 plus beverage. Please remember to drink responsibly. <laughs> I'm 25. We card everybody. <laughs> he said drink responsibly. I think he missed uh, that. Part. That's the part I missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, fun little fact here, though. Did you know that the seasonal workers in Wallonia were known as saisonniers? I don't like that. It's kind of cool. Seasonniers? Saisonniers. Yeah, but seasonniers in American. Yeah, yeah but I mean. <laughs> Fine, Dustin. I was a season year once. I mowed lawns. <laughs> I didn't get any saison. Yeah, but did you like store the grass clippings in a barn and like ferment them all year? Oh, you just went meta on me. All I'm saying, like, if you're gonna, I don't. I'm not trying to put you out here. Talk about a farmhouse ale. <laughs> that would be interesting, though. I wonder, like, I wonder where that idea. Like, the guy that was like, I'm just going to brew a beer for the workers. Like, that guy had to be, like, a super progressive guy. It's like, oh, team's partying all the time, you know? Yeah, but, I mean, from the, the hydration aspect, like, that's kind of interesting. Like, wasn't alcohol a diuretic? Yeah, that's where maybe it was just, like, some misleading science that they were pushing back in the, the early science. 20th century. <laughs> it was it's liquid. Science. That means hydration. Yeah. I get it, you know. Why not get drunk at the same time? <laughs> Maybe they were just, I don't know, how much alcohol is in, like, kombucha? That's very like low. point zero something, I'm very not low. sure. Yeah, I wonder like, if you'd get a nice little buzz if you smashed five liters of some booch. You'd probably get, I can't get a tummy imagine. ache. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> get a tummy ache. Are you sure, bro? All those antioxidants? You're fighting off everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, including, like, your stomach lining, probably. I don't know. Some of those are pretty rank. Like I'm, I'm not a big kombucha guy, so I'm not, you know, take my opinion with like a, you know, grain of salt. But I feel like this is maybe a good time to kind of dive into the the yeast conversation of Belgian beers, because uh, something I read about uh, last night quite a bit was Britannomyces and Ooh. just uh, its existence as um, basically a a, a non spore producing fungi in the beer in saisons. And a lot of times, Britannomyces, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, it's, a big it's word. associated with like off flavors hmm. or contamination of certain batches of beer, most batches of beer. But for certain beers like um, Lambics and Saisons, and I think there was another too, but it's actually like... What's up? You kind of want it in there. Yeah, you want it in there. It's kind of like an attractive quality. Um, a goose was another one, which is kind of a callback uh, to Ben's episode. No that way. goose that was super complex and funky, and it was like almost the character of it changed with like every sip, and as yeah. it got warmer, you know what I mean? Was that a lambic goose? <sighs> I'm or an open fermentation goose, I should say. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. they all are, yeah. but yeah. I would have to look back into that one. I remember that was really good. It was from uh, Hansen's. But yeah, so fun little fact: if you see a, uh, uh, you know, a uh, a goose or a lambic, I still uh, haven't gotten to the bottom of what's the difference between goose and goes. Well, I, 
Yeah, I mean, style specifically, I don't know, but I I do know that uh, the Britannomyces is the what uh, a goose owes its unique flavor profile to, whereas maybe that fungi in a goes. We should make a Britannomyces shirt. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd buy that People shirt. would struggle with that one. <laughs> I'm struggling with it every time I say it. But, uh, yeah, it was it was something I dove into. I, like, all of a sudden I was reading about, like, saisons, and next thing I knew I was, like, a half an hour deep into reading about mushrooms and beer. Yes, please. Uh, or fungi. Yeah, it was, it was weird, but interesting. It is a really weird thought, like, yeah, adding this, you know, fungi to a beer or using that in order to produce yeah. just the weird flavors that you get and like a non-spore producing fungi too what's that weird type of painting where it's like not really art it's just kind of like splatter painting and everyone's <laughs> always like oh it means something not really art it was talking like abstract yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay all right it was they were probably like modern day abstract artists when they were brewing like we're just gonna f- screw this up and then call it our own thing and then they did but it took off much like abstract art. I mean, Dustin, if I have to explain it to you, you wouldn't get it. <laughs> so we can just move on here. You spend a lot of time in art galleries, clearly. <laughs> well, Dustin, explain to me what you're thinking of this Saison uh, from Big Axe. Would you buy it again? Oh, for sure. I uh, I haven't tried too, too many Saisons. Um, I am very partial to Landis's Saison. So good. Yeah, Peace Frog is a bu 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 banger. Uh, <laughs> that could be another shirt, bu 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 banger. Maybe. Um, I got a little bit more complexity out of that one. It was kind of, if I was to pair those two head to head, this one just seems like the little brother of it. You know, like that one has more spice going on, but still a lot of the fruity esters. A little bit more full-bodied coming in right around at the same uh, ABV, I believe. Or was Peace Frog over 7? Peace sounds about right. Peace Frog was about 6, six about 5, six. I thought. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, I do like this one for what it is and what it's bringing to the table. If I don't want something that is super full of complexity and something that I can more casually sip on and enjoy and not have to, like, yeah, what am I getting out of this? Yeah, I'm going to gravitate towards this. It's a great beer. I yeah. like it. Um, hmm. Big Axe, you get a oh, 3.8. 3.8, that's a solid review. I'm trying to be more realistic with my scores. Sure. Yeah, this is a good beer. I like it. I'd buy it again for sure. Heartbeat. And I think that's a good place to start when we're reviewing our beers is like ask yourself the question, at least I've been trying to, is would I buy it again? Yeah. Or, or could I recommend it to someone? Um, And this one I would say checks both boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll admit I was kind of late to the Belgian Saison game. I had a few early on uh, when I was working at a liquor store that I just wasn't a huge fan of and just thought for like three years, oh, I don't like Belgian beers. And then I realized how much of like a blanket statement that is. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, I don't know. It'd be like saying you don't like ales. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I've definitely come around I and I like think. Ales. <laughs> uh, but this is a really approachable beer. And I think, uh, Nate, you hit the nail right on the head that it's definitely more, uh, uh, a fruit forward saison like yeah. i'm kind of getting a punch of uh apple and like honey on it oh yeah yeah there's um you definitely i definitely pulling some orange from it sure um, as well um i yeah talking actually back about you know some having this in your fridge or would you buy it again yeah this is something i 
probably would just keep in my fridge all the time. Yeah. Or like pretty often. Because mm-hmm. like Dustin, you were saying, it's something like if I just kind of want to relax, I want to have a beer that like has a lot of flavor, has stuff going for it, but I'm not going to like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. Like it's it's a very approachable saison. Yeah. And yeah. I think approachable is a good word to use because I, I, I think – uh, we've—I don't want to say—we've beaten a dead horse on this on the podcast, but we've we've talked about kind of like intro beers before a little bit, approachable beers or beers that are for people that aren't necessarily huge into craft beer. And I think the the Belgian yeast lends itself to a lot of people that are a little bit into the craft beer game but just want to take that next step and go a little bit deeper because it has a lot of very approachable fruity flavors that people seem to enjoy oh yeah which i think is great i agree i think you might have even just helped me boost my score on this one just because that keyword approachable um it came from uncle nate <laughs> i'm gonna I'm give the belgian it... boy <laughs> wait wasn't it uh Mr. Belgian, Mr. yeah. Mr. Belgian. Like Mr. The, Belgian of the Midwest. The 10th Reservoir Dog. <laughs> uh, ran out of colors. I'm giving it a four. A flat four. Right on. Would buy again. Real nice. All right. No, I um, probably about in that same ballpark. Like I said, I'm definitely more partial to Belgian styles. Um, I'd probably put this around 4-2. Like I said before, I'd this is something I'd regularly keep in my fridge. Um, just as a... Uh, well, now that we're winding down out of the the warmer months, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, um, oh my God. we're busting out the next one here already. Yeah, and it's a corked beer, and it was handed to me upside down. <laughs> so we'll see what happens here, <laughs> dude. I'm not wait, good at this. Wait, you work in a bar? No, right? Dustin, it's it's why I love you, man. I'm good at drinking beer. I can't do <laughs> anything else that surrounds the beer. Well, that's why this podcast isn't about you know handing people beers. Hey, if you were on Top Chef, you'd just take a blade right to that neck. The champagne saber. They call it a saber? They call it a saber. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry if that ruined that for you. This is why I don't hang out with cooks. <laughs> they just name things. I feel like it was a French thing. Probably. Probably. Everything hoity-toity comes from France. You guys keep talking as I try to work this cork out of this bottle. We're getting there. Are you going to say crack open the conversation? Oh, pop open the conversation. You can do it. I wonder well. if we can hear this Dude, one. are we going to? Is that going to be a missile? Aim no. it at me. It has been shaken up a little bit. I kind of gave it a little shake weight action before I gave it to you. Actually, back to this um, this saison though. Um, one thing that I kind of do wish I would have saw a little more out of it, and it's possible that it's just from canning it, is they tend to be a right. little higher carb, which I think is why I gravitate towards them. Mm. Um, but then again, like a lot of the ones I like on tap, they may be higher carb because I'm getting them yeah. right there. I wonder what a low carb saison would taste like. I wonder if it would probably take bring out a lot of like a lot more of the fruity flavors. I think that's possible. Honestly, I think it kind of like weirdly blend into like a a hazy IPA almost. Like if it's pulling those fruity flavors with that like heavier body. That was the most anticlimactic uncork I've ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I was hoping no one would say anything, but yes, yes, you, it was. You. St- I don't want to say you struggled. You put a lot of effort into it. Oh, for- I struggled. <laughs> For minimum sound, I really Actually, hope I really hope one of our mics picked that up. <laughs> That's all it really. Yeah, let's uh, let's serve up our guest here. Aww. First, such a sweetie. Thanks again for joining us tonight, Nate. Yeah, it's my pleasure. 
Ooh, that's that looking is nice good. color on mm-hmm. this one. Much darker, kind of breaking it up. We're going uh, Saison, quadruple Saison. So it's a quadruple. <laughs> yeah, this is the cream in our Oreo tonight. Ooh, Ooh excellent! <laughs> God, dude, you just you just splooged. Built on the track pants. Jesus! Sorry, hey, buddy. don't get it on the carpet. How am I gonna go running after this? <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's oh, yeasty. That's a pretty looking beer. Mm-hmm. Was that aged in anything, or was that just kind of pulling off like a weird note on it? I will hand you the bottle so I don't have to get blamed when it spills. You should <laughs> shake it up and give it to him, <laughs> much like your son did. Pop, pop the bottle. Yeah, this is a... I mean, obviously, we probably know because it was corked, but probably worth noting. This is a 750. The other beers we're drinking on the show tonight are a 12-ounce and a crowler, but... I don't think this is available in like 12 ounces or anything. Whoa. That's interesting. Good interesting? I just think I don't have I haven't had a quad in quite a while. It's hey. weird getting like malty and fruity. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mhm. Oh, yeah. That's hitting the spot. It is quite good. Oh. Oof. Yeah, that's uh that's a big deal. That's a hefty boy, yeah. So this is definitely not a style you like that comes around a lot. I don't think a lot of people like do these. I think um, Boom Island, like you were saying, I'm pretty sure Boom Island does Belgians just about all year round, right? I'm pretty sure that's like their this specific thing. thing. Mm. Um, actually, on the topic of Belgian quads, though, Udapils makes a fantastic one. Um, they do the it for their winter release. It's called Quadrilaga, like the four horse carriage. Um, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. I don't think so. Um, so I'm trying to think. Are we of like a like, reference? I'm, you you've for sure seen one. Are we thinking of like coliseums where like the, yeah, the col- horses? Yeah, okay. think about it like that, where like one small carriage being pulled by four horses side by side. Sure. Like a, yep. Yeah, like gladiator, gladiator type stuff. Yeah. Totally. I'm all about gladiators. Yeah. So and the bottle design they do is really cool too. They do a lot of awesome like European style. Badass. You know, I haven't done, I haven't gave Udapils the time of day that I think they deserve, considering how big of a name they are here in Minnesota. They make some really, really good beers. I mean, they're, I'm going to be short, shorting, like short, excuse me, short changing some breweries with this statement, but I feel like Udapils is the one brewery where I can always find their Hefeweizen on the shelf. Yep. Yep. Like, and I, I'm in the mood for a Hefeweizen. Quite often, especially during these warm <laughs> months. It's like Hefeweizen season for me is like March through like October. Yeah, dude. I mean, and in all honesty, I think I've, I'm have i a seasonal drinker like you as well. But I mean, Hef is just, I think that's one of my favorite styles. Like, it's so I could, good. I could drink a Hef all year round. I could drink a sour all year round. Definitely seasonal with stouts and porters. Yeah. Uh, you will... Dude, you know how much shit Tristan and the boys have given me <laughs> for saying one thing on one episode about them drinking the dark beers in like ninety degree weather, and now I just can't live it down, man. Oh, I got, I got, got in for, or got yelled at for that too because I didn't defend them. Oh, actually, God. that was just Jordan. Shout out to Jordan, classic Jordan, Juicy J. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like every time I step into the brewery now, whenever they're there, like, look, Dustin, I'm not drinking the dark beer. It's like, God, no, I'll never live this down. That'll, that'll watch what you say, boy. Yeah, and now that I'm a repeat offender, bringing it up again, yeah, <laughs> now they're just going to double down on it. I'm going to get drop kicked by Tristan when I come in on Thursday. But hey, think about it this way. It means they're listening to the show, which means they care about you. <laughs> Which means we should be thankful. We're we're blessed every time we see Tristan walking around with his AirPods and listening to the Suds Buds. Uh-huh. Thanks, Grandpa Tristan. You're the best. <laughs> Great Uncle Tristan. <laughs> uh, stuff is getting weird tonight. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, back on the rails. Um, this is kind of... This beer has a trail mix quality to it. Sounds... You just lost sound. Oh, man. He lost me again. Okay. Oh, oh my, my, my back. back. My back. Okay. Hey, welcome back to the show, Eric. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> You're on the podcast. Yeah. Th- thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just saying this beer has like a trail mix quality to me, or maybe like it's because I'm tasting like uh, maybe really like dried fruit, like okay. like a uh, a date or a, a fig or like a, a raisin or something like that. Like I'm I've getting... never had one. Never had dates. No, I don't go on them very often. Oh. <laughs> Zing! That's all the time we're going to devote to that. Self-deprecation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Teeing you up to roast yourself. That's what I'm here for, buddy. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm digging this beer. Um, man, this is stark contrast to what we just had. I mean, that last one I felt like it was kind of like, a, you know... a, a a nice little slow pitch over the middle like it's yeah. like oh i can pick this out and i can taste this and this and this is just like a, a lot of things coming at me at once oh, Eric, yeah. you are looking like shack on the foul line right now can i go grab you a towel <laughs> <laughs> i'm scared dude this is my first time on a, a pod your guys's podcast so <laughs> welcome back to the new episodes of suds buds with your host i'm your host nate alpadale <laughs> But, oh, if and I'm Mr. Wonder- Belgian. <laughs> if anybody's wondering, it is profusely, I think I'm using that word right, it is extremely hot and humid in this uh, in this studio right now, but we're bearing through it. I feel like our recordings have varied so much with like the temperature in this place. I like know. one week we're dying, the next week it's like, Dustin, are you ready to like dive into a snow pit? <laughs> you have like a, a parka on. But uh, yeah, I'm just going comp- to start going shirtless. Please don't. I'm good. <laughs> it's what the people want. <laughs> They want those sick biceps on an audio medium. Just, you know, knowing that they're there will increase listeners. Talk about these 22s, son. (laughs) All right, fellas. Well, back to work. Um, Are you guys familiar with what a Belgian quadruple really means? Isn't it? Okay, actually, I was talking to Landis, one of our brewers, about this. um, I think it was Monday? Yeah, yesterday. And he was saying that, like, it seems to be that it's actually just an ABV kind of ballpark. Um, like, it, but weirdly enough, like a Belgian triple, like, we've got one of those on tap right now. Mm-hmm. Pretty light in color, pretty clean, clean looking. Aren't quads generally more malty, though? Quads are generally more malty. Doubles are more malty. But then we had, like, our belt, like, our straight Belgian. Strong ale? Yeah. And that was, like, light golden color so would that be considered a belgian single i honestly i'm not sure 
I feel like they wouldn't use that term. Yeah. yeah. Also, a little bit of pushback. Wasn't that beer a little bit pinkish, like salmon colory? Not like as clear and golden as the triple is? The, okay, yeah, yeah, the Belgian... Uh, strong or, ale. Yeah, the strong ale. That did have like a little bit more color, but for the most part... A lot lighter than you know what we've got in our hands. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not comparing it to this. Okay, um, but I, yeah, it's kind of weird how, like a yeah, the Belgian strong ale, like a golden-ish color, a little mm-hmm. darker hue. A double's gonna tend to be pretty dark, and then a triple's gold again. Yeah, and then the quad is this multi goodness that we've got in front yeah. of us. I remember when I was I was first became privy to that knowledge. Mm-hmm. My brain was in a pretzel. I was like, why did they do that? <laughs> Can we just do it in order, like lightest to darkest? Like that seems like it would be the logical thing to do. Well, quad still gets to be a quad then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then my brain wouldn't be confused. <laughs> all right, we're trying to make craft beer more approachable. Let's figure some things out, folks. Let's tear up all that tradition. It's pesky. Rip down the statues. <laughs> I will say it made me feel a little better last night when I read that there's little agreement on the status of a quadruple as a beer style. So at least when I read that, I was like, oh, okay, I don't need to like take this super seriously with facts. But this was just some stuff I read off of uh, uh, craftbeer.com as well as Wikipedia. Yes. Um, hey, where's that uh, bomber at? Mm. Repor. <laughs> I was wondering if you... I was just going to finish the rest of this off about by that myself. Time. I want you to saber it. <laughs> so while you guys are pouring this up, uh, writer Tim Webb noted that similar beers to quadruples are also known as you, Grand Cru's in Belgium, even though the idea is derived from the Belgian beer naming convention of that uses... That's a weirdly worded sentence. Yeah, we're going to move on on that one. That's got There's issues there. Um, but yeah, more or less, Quadruple is a brand name of a strong seasonal beer. La Trappe Quadruple, brewed by a brewery in the Netherlands. You just cut out, buddy. Oh, great. Again? Oh, am I back? Am I back? Okay. Um, got this last little splash. There's just a little bit left. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. It's a good sign, folks. We're enjoying the beer. And gagoosh. Look at that. I think there was a little bit of a little bit of Belgian that got in there too. You see that little uh, yeah, there's a little little worm. Uh, I guess I guess the point I was trying to get to is yeah, people don't necessarily agree on what this style is defined by, other than the fact that it's like dark color, where it comes from, multi flavors, relatively light body, and just has that white Belgian high yeast. ABV. Yeah, it yeah. just really has to have Belgian yeast. That's about it. Well, color. Uh, light body. Oh, sorry. So, well, I did. I did. I didn't. I did not hear the. Okay. My okay. Bad. So you, I was pouring. You didn't beer. listen to the first three quarters of his sentence, and then commented on the last quarter. It's all good, buddy. I, it, it's an issue I did when you have ADD. I get it. I get it. Yeah, and you choked me out yesterday, so I'm having a little bit of brain baggage. I yeah, I'm pretty sore as well here. Um, dude, see this bruise? See that? Again, audio medium. <laughs> It is a nasty one, though. Um, yeah, I would, I would buy this again, Dustin. Oh, for sure, buying this again. Nate, time. Oh yeah, um, this is definitely one of those. I, this is a special occasion beer, for sure. Yes, is this isn't a special occasion. Beer? Yeah. Well, I'm on the. You're. I've got Eric on my podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sunspots, Eric. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Glad to be here. Your I'm, son started a podcast. Well, you got a lot of. You guys can call here. me Mr. Belgian. 
<laughs> what were you saying, Nate? Saying Eric got a lot of yeast in his pour there. Yeah, it's uh, ooh, it looks like banana bread batter. Ooh, Pat got one. Pat got. Oh, never mind. I'm not gonna get into that. No, you get into it. I want to know. Thanks, Nate. It was uh one of the bottle or modest um new bottle release. Mm. Their banana bread or banana loaf, I think it was called. I remember seeing that. Yeah, Pat won the drawing there, mm-hmm. so he he was able to snag a bottle. He looked so stoked. And he's gonna bring it in for me on Saturday. Damn, or he's gonna sweet. bring me some. So we'll see. You mean fun fact? Me, I right? showed him I that beer on a break at work i'm like yo pat you should check out this beer and he's like oh word that looks sweet and then like two days later he's like did you get the beer i'm like no i wish pat got the beer and yeah it's interesting that you recommended him that beer after we had not so favorable remarks after that one banana untitled stout i agree i agree but I will say I wasn't completely turned off by the style from that beer. No. It just made me want to find the right one. Because Agreed, yeah. banana bread is still just like a flavor that I guess there's Who not a lot like of flavors that I crave, but like I crave banana bread every few months. It's like oh, that Dude. I get that. My roommate's girlfriend makes like banana bread chocolate muffins. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I should bring some in for the boys. Heck you yeah. know what? We should uh we should maybe see if she'd be willing to craft up something for our uh, our little seasonal autumnal food and beer pairing episode. She would love that. She's huge into, like, are you, is your audio okay? My back? Yeah, your back. Hey. Oh, man, this has been um, uh, real frustrating. Yeah, that's all right. We'll figure it out after the episode. But, yeah, she's, like, huge into baking. She loves it. She's like, yeah, anytime you want, like, 30 dozen of these, like, let me know. <laughs> right on. That's, that's a awesome. good kind of person to know. It's a good person to live with. It's per- She's pretty great. That'd yeah. be awesome. Shout out to you, Miranda. I know you don't listen or even know that I do a podcast, but you <laughs> will Future eventually. friend of the show. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You'll never be a guest. Wait, what was her <laughs> <Whoa>. name? <laughs> uh, just, just having a good time here tonight with the guys. That'd actually be some like some fun off-season content. You just start raking baked, homemade baked goods. Oh yeah, dude, we've talked about that. Taking the show on the road, video camera, like be doing like food pairings. How sweet would that be? No, no, I'm saying like off season. You're not talking about beer at all. You're talking about people's homemade homemade baked goods. Dude, season two of Suds Buds. I'm about to come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the car again. What's going on? I'm back. Maybe I'm not. No, you're not. You no. Can't hear me. You no. probably hear you through ours though. Oh, what the fuck? <sighs> I think you were just talking really loud, and it. Have you ever seen the movie Anger it, Management? It bleeped you out on purpose. Are you guys censoring me on your podcast? <laughs> it's like every time I try to say something meaningful, you guys just cut the feed on me. What the? Oh, there's going to be hey, real content? This... Bleep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get more of Dustin's bullshit. You're getting bleeped out for that, too. <laughs> this is a good, wholesome podcast that I run. Hey, Eric. We're doing, we're doing okay, man. We're doing all right. Cheers, guys. Nate, air tanks Cheers. to you. Cheers, buddy. Well, these are the moments I live for, boys. Aww. Right here, <laughs> just three guys being dudes, sitting down, having some tasty beverages. Uh, I, I honestly kind of just live for Tuesday nights at this point. Dude, I don't have anything else, anything else going for me. Like this oh, is the only thing that, I look buddy. forward to. <laughs> I wake up and it's like, when can I record again? You know? Yeah. Well, you can come on my podcast, <laughs> Nate and Sudsbuds. <laughs> 
Dude, what if we made a three-piece? What if us three made, like, some weird off-the-wall podcast? I don't know what we would do. Are we getting real meta with this, talking about podcasts on a podcast? I mean, <laughs> you guys could always just bring me on to Suds, buds. That's true. Next week. I was actually we'll thinking you. about retiring, so if you want to fill my spot. Hell yeah. Right. Deal. That'd be rad. <laughs> All right. You want to try out an intro here? <laughs> He's been working on a catch line. What was it? Let's uh, let, let's let's slice open. No, it's... Uh, let's, what the fuck was it? Let's casually open. If, I think, if I think of it, I'll let you know. Right on. Yeah. You you told it to me the other day. I can't remember what it was. It sounded yeah, it pretty was, good though. Yeah, I feel like it was stuck. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, uh, back, back to the task at hand. Back to the beer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we're holding up. Well, Dustin and I are drinking out of the exact same style glass. Nate's a little bit different, but still a beer dabbler glass. And I'm looking at three distinctly different looking beers that all came out of the same bottle. I wonder if that's lighting though. I don't oh, think that it is one because. Looks- Nate's yeah. looks like super light in body, like almost like, like cidery or like wine. Yeah. yeah. Got almost, yeah, like an amber. Well, I think what it was, it was because our, ours might've been the bottle or the bottom of the, the bomber. So we had all that residual, whatever is at yeah. the bottom of it. I'm sure sh- schmegma. I don't think that's <laughs> right. Uh, but I do think that, uh, me, you know, jostling this beer a little bit and you giving it to me upside down. I think we may have disturbed some of that little fine layer of yeast and sediment goodness but it's Wasn't okay he the lead actor in the notebook jostling oh i mean gosling ah there it is thank you <laughs> have you been pronouncing it jostling this whole time i might have been okay okay <laughs> on to on to the back to the beer Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah no it is it is pretty crazy how different yours is compared to what i'm looking at here yours is Definitely not, not even slightly opaque. Wherever um, I got a nice rich amber color. It's not, yeah, it's not even the same hue of brown. No, it's like chocolate milk held up next to like an amber ale. Mm-hmm. It's a good yuhu. But this is why yeah, you yuhu. It really looks like it. Yeah. Are you pulling up a picture of yuhu now? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a picture for the gram. We're drinking yuhu on Suds Buds. <laughs> Dude, I don't. Your guys' podcast. That'd be a great. That'd be a great drink to review. I'd love to hear different opinions on you. Ooh, should we do like a maybe like a a gas station drink review? <laughs> Get three two coors. <laughs> maybe drink them at the gas station, like wear lavalier mics and just oh walk in there and God. let's crack open the conversation. Today. We're, getting... We're drinking a Gatorade G two and a Starbucks frappe. <laughs> and to cap it all off, we've got Baja Blast on tap. <laughs> Yo. What kind of gas stations are you going Dustin to? Dustin just lit up a Marlboro light. <laughs> menthol. It's a menthol 100. Oh, man. Do some real on-location stuff. On-location reporting. I like it. I'm giving yeah, you guys dude. plenty of ideas for suds, buds. <laughs> Maybe we can get the manager of SA off 93rd to come in. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll put it in the notes. <laughs> uh, I think it's about time we review this beer, guys. Uh, I like it a lot. Review. It shows. <laughs> yeah, this is nice. I haven't had something from Boom Island in a minute. I know, Nate, you said you had a, a Belgian pale from them fairly recently? Yeah, um, I had a Belgian pale from them. It didn't go I over wasn't, so well. I wasn't the biggest fan of that one. Um, 
and I probably the my problem is is every time I see the word Belgian on it, I am, my hopes are immediately incredibly high. Like, I want to know what happens I don't, to your heart. He gets like that cartoon like flutter, you know what I yeah. mean? Or maybe even like the classic Tom and Jerry like out of his chest. I mean, yeah, like you know, a little bit. Like you can see my heart for a little bit. <laughs> can but, I like... can I buy you a Fitbit just to monitor your your heart rate whenever you see these things? Just watch it go. Bup, 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 bup. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, that that might provide some interesting insight into how I live and how to manipulate you. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, but yeah, be that... bought with Belgians. <laughs> Everybody has a price, Nate. And mine is apparently a. I don't know how much that bottle costs, but it's that much. That's how much my my loyalty costs. You're a cheap date. I mean, I'll drop it here because I thought it was like it kind of was surprisingly cheap to me for like a corked bottle from Boom Island. Yeah, for the high presentation value that you're getting out of this bottle. I mean, it doesn't have the like uh, wax dipped nonsense no. that we're not a fan of, but it's got it. Cork uh, in a little cage on top. Um, yeah, it's got the whole bit. Yeah, found at Umbibulous yesterday. I think it was rock, riding, right around 15 bucks, probably. Yeah, that's not I mean, bad. Yeah, that's no. right. I mean, I've seen a lot of quads, especially in Bombers, right around 20 bucks. So, mm-hmm. Also, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, like, shout out to Umbibulous again. We had Being a... Being the raddest people alive. <laughs> They're so cool. Like, we, we've sung their praises so much on the show, but truly not enough. They have hooked us up with a lot of cool beers that saved us a lot of time and mileage from commuting to tap rooms, but also allowed us to support two local small businesses in the process yeah. being on bib and whatever the brewery we're drinking. They're awesome. I'm always curious to know like what the staff is drinking and I'm committed to someday getting them on this show because rad people there. I think Ambibulous is the equivalent to like a 1990s library. Like you go Ooh, in, yeah, I see that. I see that. You go in and you go in to like get books, right? And you can get books wherever, but you choose to go into your little local library because you want to hear what they're reading and you know so on and so forth. And I go in there half the time. It's like, look, I can find seventy five percent of their beers in Total Wine. They do have some really really neat select stuff that is only in their store which is another selling point and why I go there. But more often than not, I love going there because the people there are so rad. Like yeah. I can, we can sit in there forever and have conversations with them and just talk craft beer, like what we're doing right now and just shoot the shit. And you don't really get that at a lot of these big chains where it's more of just like a job to have a job where these people that are working at on that are like, dude, hell yeah. Love craft beer. Let's yeah. keep talking, you know? And they're more than willing to always talking, always be talking. Definitely. And I think in a day and age where like people really want to support those mom and pop shops, it's even cooler to support one that only sells made in Minnesota stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you walk in there, you get to talk to cool people. You get to hang out with a dog like half the time. <laughs> oh, dude, that <laughs> dog's that. gotten a lot of dusty yeah. love. Well, and he it seems like every time I go in there, the dog moves closer and closer to like one of the coolers. Yep. So that must be like the most heavily trafficked cooler. Yep. I'm sure he's gotten it figured out. Oh, it's middle of the aisle, lays down, facing the door. Yep. So Luna can see you when you walk in and it's like, you know what I want. <laughs> you know what I'm here for. All the pets. Cutest dog of all time. Adorable. Love that dog. The owner of that dog actually just got another dog. And no Luna, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She showed me pictures. 
They're best friends already. Oh, adorable. Yeah, it's the best. Super cool. Well, I might I might cry. <laughs> plenty of reasons to to love Ambivulous. It's making Dustin cry. <laughs> Clearly you are too, Shaq. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn. All right, guys, we're going to take a little break here and I'm going to grab a towel. We'll be right back on Sudsbuds. <laughs> Welcome back to this new installment of Suds Buds. I'm your host, Nate Uppadel. Uh With me, I've got, you know, Dustin Stelton here. And our guest on the show, Eric Anderson. How are we doing, Eric? Oh, doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> really honored to be here on your podcast. Thanks. Oh, is that the... Is this the... Th- I know, your guys', is, your guys is thing. You guys, let's crack open the conversation. Ah! Hey! Dude, you, you do it so like well. It. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. You do it way better than the other jabroni could. I don't... Dang. In Eric, all seriousness... can you... Can you just... <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. You letting your guest pour? <laughs> Dude, Ooh. after so many tremendously bad pours, I don't... I, see? All right. You can't... Dude, you can't make... Did you just give me... Is that money? Did you just money that? That's not bad. How did you just money that? Are you using that technique I showed you? All right. You know who else told us about this technique was uh uh er, actually you know who else I heard tell you guys about this technique on one of your former episodes was uh Jamie from Fuse Craft Eats. Yeah, she was talking about how uh I think what she was saying she like she it's got to go backwards though. I think that's up or sideways, something like that. Why? So it's not going to be like as aggressive of the pour, dude. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm gonna fuck that up if I try that. Well, no, we've already had two pours out of there, so we were fine, dude. One time I accidentally splooshed Tristan so bad, cra- <laughs> cracking open a new crawler. It just went <laughs> volcanic beer everywhere and hit Tristan all in the face. It was, oh, man. Uh, yeah, he looked at me and he's like, you fucked hard. Whoa. I... <laughs> all right. And restarting this take. You baptized Tristan as a suds bud. Yep. He's now an indoctrinated grandfather. Nice. Cheers, boys. All right. Oh wait, we didn't get reviews to the other beers. What were we thinking of that one? The quad. Oh yeah, that's a good point. I guess we're we're jumping the gun here. This is why I like Belgians. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. No, that uh, that quad. I don't know that that definitely be like a four two four three for me. Um, just well, which again, one is it? Hmm. What? <laughs> okay, we'll go four three. Yeah. Nice. Pete. That's a good score, dude. Um, it's just one of those styles. I've always loved that style. It's got that maltiness to it, but plenty of Belgian, plenty of Belgian yeast, full, like fruitiness coming through. I can tell you like it. You got all all over your pants. That was the new one. <laughs> Is that still the Chinese food from earlier? <laughs> that was on this leg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Saving flavor. <laughs> I'm freaking out, Dustin. What did you think of the Belgian quadruple from Boom Island? Did we get a name on that beer? Uh, where's the bomber? Yeah, I, I think, think it put it got cooler. put in the cooler. Why um, would I do that? Yeah, oh, we'll, no, it's Bad Omen. Or just Omen. 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 Yes. Okay. Yeah. Twas Omen. Figure we got to get it right if we're plugging it. The, uh, the Omen from Boom Island. I don't know why that looks so stupid to me. Like, I heard Omen, looked at it, and was like, Omen, but was still confused. I was like, is that Omen? <laughs> it looks like Onan. Some of the... Uh, cursive is hard. That's why they <laughs> teach it in elementary school. Dude, Dude don't I, anymore, though. What? Yeah, we're gonna be like... 
one of the, maybe the last generation where cursive is standardized. I, I legitimately that. cannot write a paragraph in cursive anymore. It it's harder than I remember. Like I did actually mess around with it yeah. a little while back. Um, but I feel like everybody's signatures is cursive based. My signature yes. is just the Nike symbol. <laughs> <laughs> I just need Who's gonna sue who? <laughs> yeah, and you're, we- you're wearing Adidas sweatpants, so expect a phone call after yeah, this Yeah, it's because Nike's not paying me shit. <laughs> not anymore, they're not. <laughs> it's really cool that you signed your own tank top there. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it's my. <laughs> but it's Dustin, on, on the topic of beers, what would you give that that quadruple? Uh, you know, I'm kind of a nerd, and I've only ever had, I think, one or two other quads. That quad was really good. I think we nail. I th- I think we hit the nail on the head when we were talking about it. Um, multi fruit forward. Uh, three point nine. Solid. Yeah, That's it's a good beer. It was a really good beer. I enjoyed it. I was not displeased. Uh, I think I'm gonna put it at a four point four. That's a very strong score. It was a very strong beer, too. Uh, I really liked it, though. I would most definitely buy it again. It Just totally different from the first yeah. one we tried. Just very complex. Uh, I do want to see you saber one of those. Saber one of them? Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe we'll do that for some bonus content. We'll just saber three Belgian beers for an episode. We might have to buy, like, 20 of them, just because I assume we're not going to get a clean saber. Well, Dude, we should try to get a pirate on that same episode. Poop deck. Gave her the scurvy. Uh, yeah, so shout out to Boom Islands, Omen, Woodby, Suds Buds, Seal of Approval, as well as mine. Uh, great beer. Yeah, whenever I'm talking about scurvy, it's a good beer. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's where all, all that fruit flavor coming from the S or coming from the saison earlier. That'll help with scurvy. There you go. Well, and speaking of fruit flavors, I think we got a little bit of fruit in this next beer. This is basically a fruit salad. What I are we drinking? Really Austin? hoping you were going to say speaking of scurvy. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I don't know. It's from uh, Nate. You got the can over there. God damn it! <laughs> what are we drinking, Nate? This is oh, from shit, Wild Mind. Uh, hey. This is called People Power. An open fermented saison with so or yeah with Sauvignon Blanc grape juice and apricot, dry hopped with Nelson saison and Simcoe. All right, all right, coming in at six point six. This is a uh, this is a doozy on the palate. Yep. Let me straight out and say it. There's a lot going on here. Um, Kind of right, kind of right up the alley for Wild Minds, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of what they do is just really weird stuff that not a lot of people have ever seen. I have never had a boring beer from Wild Mind. Yeah. Whenever, whenever I have family coming to town that I'm trying to impress for some weird reason, mm-hmm. I always make a stop at Wild Mind because, like, they it's got yeah, just some of the craziest kind of stuff with that cool ship that they do, that open air fermentation. Some of the yeah most interesting kind of flavors I've found. This is crazy. I mean, this beer is like beyond floral. I mean, it's yeah. 
and I mean that in a good way too. I mean it's it's grassy on the nose. You're definitely picking up like some. I feel like some sort of a fruit character from the hops. Mm-hmm. You get that little bit of uh, punch of the fruit from the grapes, but uh, yeah, I don't. And honestly, like at first when it hits my tongue, I almost get basil. Like I get like garden herb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can I can see that. Yeah, it's like savory followed by like a and I. I think this is the most I've ever like geeked out as far as flavors on a beer, but <laughs> yeah. it's like I'm just tasting hey, so can you much. Pass of me this. that crawler, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. I think this one's interesting because if you just gave me like one of these beers unlabeled, didn't know where it was from, didn't know what style it was, and you were like, "Gun to your head, you have to like guess the style of beer." Uh, I'm going like hazy pale ale. Really, I can see yeah. where you get the hazy because it's definitely got that. That soft mouthfeel kind of mm-hmm. combined with that that fr- fruity hoppiness, you mm-hmm. know? It's definitely the... the. I'm not getting any of that Belgian yeast from it that's so traditional with, you know, that style. Yeah, I definitely, um, on the tail end there, it's a lot more of that hop profile. Mm-hmm. Um, that for sure wasn't there with the, um, the Big Axe brew from mm-hmm. earlier. Um, and is not, from Saison's that I've had, is not overly common. Um, you don't get a lot of a hop profile from those. Right. No, the hops are definitely more pronounced than this beer than either of the other two beers we've drank tonight. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're always much more yeast forward. I will say I am getting a little bit of pepper on the end. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. I, I'm definitely picking up some sort of a spice. And maybe that's kind of what I was thinking with like the kind of garden herb. But there's definitely like a, a savory kind of tingle. Yeah, I can definitely see the pepper yeah. where you're getting that. This is an this is a extremely complex one, much more complex than my simple minded brain was <laughs> going for. But, I was gonna say maybe man. we should have started with this one and then drank the ten percent beer after it. You know, I don't know. I kind of feel like this is a good closer, do, Nate. There's there's a whole lot happening here. I feel like this beer does have potential to be a palate wrecker. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like. The thing is, though, is, like, as I am enjoying this beer a lot, but for me, calling it a Saison, I just, I'm not picking up where it is a Saison. I don't know. Like, right up front, I kind of get that that dryness. But Saison's kind of, I don't know if I'd say known for, but it's mm-hmm. pretty common. Um, and then... Yeah, I'm, I'm picking up a little bit of spice on the tail end, and I, I can't really figure out what it is, but it doesn't It doesn't feel like the fruitiness is there, but it feels more like a, a spice forward, right. I guess. Well, you know how with, like, every other Belgian beer that we've tried, including Into the Void and Delirious, there's always, and these two, or the other two that we've tried, there's always been a common thread. There's yep. always been a common thread where that yeast is like the first thing. True. It's not with this beer at all. It and on in all honesty, I cannot taste the Belgian yeast in this beer. Yeah, and I mean I don't know, that like I said, there's just so much going on here. Yeah. I'm getting like different with... fruit flavors. I'm getting more traditional hazy pale ale or hazy IPA flavors. Well, and I mean with that Sauvignon Blanc grape juice in there. So like they've added more fruit to it that mm-hmm. might be hiding that fruitiness yeah. from 
pretty low definitely. carb for this too. That was that was the next thing I was gonna say. Like definitely not as high carb as I expected it yeah. to be. Um, and I think that's probably one of the reasons I gravitate towards like saisons is I like high carb beer. Right. Yeah. And that's just been a thing for me for a long time. Do Belgians typically are they high carb typically to try to cut the booze? I don't know that all Belgians are, but saisons normally tend to be high carb. Okay. Um, like you think of, I mean, even like on the lighter side, like lighter flavor profile mm-hmm. for saisons, like um, Spotted Cow from New Glarus, that's a saison. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I don't. I I've never tried Spotted Cow. Really? Yeah. It's um. I don't. I don't even remember what Farm Girl tastes like. This is this is gonna be a hot take. New Glarus beers, they've got a lot of good ones. I honestly think that Spotted Cow is their worst one. Interesting. They have uh, Moon Man, which is fantastic. They've got, um, I think it's called Two Sisters. That's another great one. I don't know why Spotted Cow got picked up over everything. Hmm. Like, i got nothing against Spotted Cow. It's still a good beer, but it's the worst one of theirs that I've had. Well, there you go. Yeah, I'm trying to think of Liftbridge, too, because it kind of seems like their big beer is... The Farm Girl. Farm Girl Saison mm-hmm. or uh, Lonely Blonde, right? No, uh, that's... Or not, lo- not Lonely Blonde, not Lonely Blonde. Uh, Mango Blonde. Mango Blonde, yeah, there it is. Mango Blonde's always... That's they, a hot they, seller. It's funny. They, they still bring that to, like, beer festivals and yeah. stuff. And Sick. I always love seeing because I'm like, I know exactly what that is, but I'm still going to go get it. <laughs> it's a good beer. I don't think I've ever had it it's before. A, really it's good just beer. a really nice... Like, mango blonde yep really honed in plenty of mango flavor yeah no uh, fritz check it out. it's just you know you remember oh you weren't working that it was a, uh, a a different event i was working with somebody from uda pills and they brought up pills and they were like she was describing their pills to people and she was like just the pills <laughs> that's literally what she said like i'm pretty sure their marketing team was like just say it's a pills yeah. so she was like yeah it's just the pills and uh kind of going off that like the mango blonde like if somebody asked you to describe it like it's a mango blonde ale yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know what you're getting <laughs> in the first three words fair i like that yeah whereas with this, this i don't know my brain's in a pretzel with this my brain is in a rear naked choke someone's got my back <laughs> they've they've thrown the legs across got a body triangle on me and they're attacking the neck I don't know what's happening. I'm having PTSD of Eric on the mats last night. <laughs> Getting choked out. I don't know if they've brought it up on this on my podcast before, but uh, they always go and spar in the garage after yeah. every episode. We use your garage, and then we go in and then do jiu-jitsu, and then we also rent out your place <laughs> to do the podcast. <laughs> well, with you, of course. Well, yeah, yeah course. I'm glad I can help, guys. It's what I'm here for. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's been it's been a nice journey. I'm glad I was finally able to get back on the show. But uh, Damn, our dude. most frequent guest, dude, my quads are looking <laughs> thick. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're gonna talk a, about some beer again. That would have um, been such a great line earlier, talking Belgian quads <laughs> on the topic of quads. Quads are looking thick. <laughs> uh, Dustin, I love you, buddy. <laughs> oh man nothing but good times though huh uh-huh. uh yeah yeah um I'm, anybody else not picking up the apricot on this beer 
Like, I've never had an apricot in my life. Okay. Well, let's... Next week on, on Nate and Dustin's <laughs> podcast, Dustin tries an apricot. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in next week. He's getting see. an apricot, a spotted cow, and uh, you said something earlier where I'm like, that can't be true. Hams? Something about hams? <laughs> yeah, Probably Dustin's never stupid. had a hams before. Dude, apricot sounds like a bad haircut. What kind of... Do your haircuts have names? I just get a buzz cut. I just get a two. That's what happens when you have this hairline. And how does apricot sound like a bad haircut? I do I look like a guy that spends a lot of time in a hair salon? No, and that's what's even more confusing. Like certain haircuts have like names. That's fair. <laughs> not gonna let know. you not gonna let you say that without backing it up. If somebody came in and was like, Yeah, just give me the apricot, I'd be like, <laughs> Yeah, alright. Speaking of okay. haircuts, I've been thinking about chopping my locks. Dude. Don't. Yeah. Dude. Getting, Nate needs a friend. It's getting long. And on the topic of jujitsu, it hurts every time I'm on the mats with you because it's like I feel like I have an extra appendage that you can just manipulate. I try so hard not to, but there's definitely been a couple times where I've gotten fingers like <laughs> in there and I'm just like, ah. It's inevitable. It's a main. Like it, it just... Well, when I'm going for a head and arm triangle, I'm like, well, I can't give this up. Yeah, it's a part of it. But I don't want to rip his head out. It's like wearing a gi on my head. <laughs> Dude, it really, if I wanted to be such an asshole, I could, but I'm like, every time I'm in there, I'm just like, God damn it. And like, try to like sneak it out and snake it across. And it's, it's bad. I'm, I'm looking out for you. I want you to know. Well, I'm thinking a drastic change. I'm thinking like high top fade. Are you, I feel like if you got a high top fade, you could almost go as, I don't know, one the Rocky Maya Via for Halloween? Yes. Yes, but I'm thinking like I'm gonna I'm gonna daily this look. Like I'm thinking like we've all seen uh you know Dolph Lundgren as Ivan Drago in Rocky. Like, I could not have told you that actor's name. I'm thinking like the Ivan Drago cut. Rocky's more I, If you wanna see it, uh hit no. Nate and Dustin Suds Buds uh, email. I think it's uh sudsbudspod at gmail.com if I should get a high top fade <laughs> one one yes and yeah. I guess I gotta do it yeah no it's smash 100% that, yeah, yeah, smash yeah. that like button yeah like and subscribe dude more content ideas we could waterboard you with hams while you get a haircut Jesus but I want to get a haircut and I like hams <laughs> so it wouldn't be that out of the ordinary yeah but I mean, how fast do you think he drinks hams? Uh, he's got a long neck. <laughs> Listen, okay. Are you still pouring it out of a can? How do you want it poured? We can get 12 ounces. We can get pounders. We can get growlers. Such a gentleman. Here. Where are you, you getting a growler of hams? I got a guy. <laughs> I got a guy. You done, you done snitched on yourself. Ain't nowhere <laughs> here you can get a growler of hams. Hey. And if you can... Hook a brother up. Well, yeah, please reach out to sudsbudpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Would you buy a growler of hams? You feel like you've had that You're beer right. a million times. Okay, here's my thought process. If a 30-pack of hams is like, I can get that for a $15 bill or 15 boneroonies, as Dustin would say. Yeah. Uh, growler of hams has got to be like $1.50. $3, 50. yeah, dude. Yeah. It's like returnables. It's like it's $1.50, <laughs> but as long as you bring your growler back, you get 5 bucks. Yeah, it's three dollars for the growler, five dollars for the return. Just hams paying you to drink their beer out of glass. It's so bad. Seriously, we need brand no, strength. No, Dustin, it's just 
No, I'm not speaking from me. I'm speaking from their like their brand reps because I'm sure they know. Hands is a great beer. I Giving your product away is smart marketing in itself. You don't have to give it away and say it's shitty. <laughs> well, when it's not expensive to make, you can give it away. You don't see Elon giving Teslas away, do you? Constantly. Maybe, what? Really? Maybe Elon <laughs> should take on our ham's philosophy with Tesla. That'd be pretty sick. Sign me up. Dude! And you can choose how you want to be waterboarded with Teslas. Speaking of being waterboarded by Teslas, if he ever decides to, like, open up a forum with the Neuralink and, like, hey, come one, come all. Like, it's free for the first, like, 1,000 people. Yeah. See ya in line. You're gonna get the chip put it in your brain. Bingo. I mean, if it's free, I guess that would probably be the time to do it. I will be patient zero. I do not care. I don't know if I trust Elon Musk enough for this. Make me a superhuman. No, he's he. You know what? You know what? You want to know the only reason why I want to get Neuralink, so I can taste the fucking complexities <laughs> in this beer because this brain is not figuring it out. Brought it right back around. Bingo! You Jerry like that segue? It. That nice was segue, nice. Yeah, it was good. We were off roading there for a bit. Wow. Now that we're back rap, on rap, topic, rap. I wonder what Elon Musk would think of this beer. <laughs> You guys ever looked into Teslas? Like, what actually goes into making a Tesla? Dude, do you think Elon would want to come on, like, a podcast? <laughs> he was on some other Jabroni's podcast not too long ago. Guy sounded like a nerd, though. I would love to see Elon in this studio. Dude, he'd love it. We just need a flamethrower. He makes them. He can bring his own. Are you going to kill Elon Musk? <laughs> no, we're going to light shit on fire. Okay. Just seemed like... Getting a flamethrower was a prerequisite to having this person on the podcast, which got me worried as to why we need a flamethrower to have Elon Musk. Well, mainly, I this just isn't want even my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Guys talking about each other's quads and referencing other podcasts. My quads. Hey, Elon Musk. In Dustin's defense, he brought it back around, and then you took it back to Elon Musk. <laughs> For a second there, I thought it would be fun to derail my own show and then dude usually it's me derailing it yeah right it's like you try to keep it so straight nate tries to keep it so straight and narrow and then i'm like right turn (laughs) i I just wanted to see like how it felt to be our sound engineer salsa dave on a podcast (laughs) for a minute and it's i think at this point i'm gonna leave him to doing his thing so it's (laughs) not for me i think at this point he's just like dude fuck it i don't care anymore just let it coast let it crash me no. Salsa Dave. Salsa Dave. To our podcast? To, to your podcast? Yeah. I think at <laughs> I this point. I think so. Like, I think Salsa Dave takes his time. This is his passion project. That's yeah, fair. He wants I'm some, not going to throw Dave like under the bus. Salsa Dave doesn't put his name on anything he's not proud of. Yeah, dude. He's got like two years on both of us. He's basically my dad. Dude, you're my dad. Oh, Tristan somehow your grandpa, which fucks this no, whole plan up. Well, I mean, they could, you know. All right, so we're drinking a Saison uh, from, uh, where's this coming to us from, Nate? This is coming from Wild Mind. Um, actually, the well second closest brewery to my house, which is Can fantastic. top off of that, buddy? Yeah, let's yeah, crack open sure. the conversation and where the fuck you guys say. <laughs> <laughs> He's so salty about this. <laughs> Uh, it's good. It's a good beer. I I drink it again. It's tasty. Um, Wild Minds. Yeah, it's. Like I said, I've I've never had, I've never had a boring beer from Wild Minds. I don't think I've laughed this hard on the podcast in quite a while, guys. <laughs> it's something. I mean, 
we're we're so deep here and like we're just i feel like we're like in the deep end of the pool where i know i'm gonna drown anyways and i'm thinking like maybe just crack into the mini fridge and <laughs> review a couple more beers here so we'll see i'm down for that am i like only coming out of one ear now or does it me too lose <laughs> my hearing no you lost your hearing i got i got you out of both here oh weird okay. should i go grab a couple natties <laughs> that's not the let's see if i can get my hearing back in my left ear first Oh, what if we did a what if we did a bonus round and we reviewed those Mexican loggers? We could do that. Oh, we could do a bonus round. Do you uh, want to do a Mexican logger, Nate? Yeah, I saw Eric was telling me about that. The yeah, one well, with or without lime? I'm a I'm a lime guy. We should probably get through the <laughs> one we've got right here. Uh, one last name drop on the beer we're drinking right now for me, Dustin. Are you talk the brewery. Yeah, the brewery. Oh well, I didn't know name drop. I was like, I don't know the brewer. Uh, it's Wild Minds. It's Wild Minds out of Wild Minds Artisanal Ales. Um, I want to say they're out of Minneapolis. Correct, yep. Mundo. Yeah, yeah, right out of mm-hmm. Min- right off Pillsbury Ave. That's a that's a great avenue. There you go, just like the Doughboy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to know how bad I wanted to just like tickle tickle? Yeah, poke me in the tummy, dust. <laughs> Dustin, God please don't damn. tickle my guests on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Suds Buds <laughs> HR. <laughs> Who happens to be Dustin? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Your, your, ja- your jacked co-host just poked me in the belly. <laughs> like a stab. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, did you lighter? Did you lighter burn yourself on your thigh? What happened there? Uh, no, I, I had a little bit of a scab that I band-aided up, so I actually shaved over it. You ever done that before? I don't shave my legs, Eric. No, you ever get a cut on your leg where it's like it's it's a little bit deep where you can't just let it bleed, and so you, you, know, you need to slap a little something over that so you're not just walking around with an open wound, but you also got yeah. like caveman legs so you don't want to cry when you pull the band-aid off, so you literally shave over an open wound so you can put a... It, I don't know. I've done it a few times. I thought it was normal. That's, you know, after you explained it, I don't have any pushback. I completely get it. It it hurts. Like, on the first time, you really need to, like, wet and clean the surface and be using a nice, sharp, fresh blade because you are going to be shaving over something that is slightly raised above the surface of your skin. So you're you're inevitably going to end up cutting it more in the process. Yeah. But you're just cutting that first layer of scab off, yeah, right? Yeah, kind of, kind of. It, oh. it, it was an existing scab that opened up, and I was like, oh. Dude, my stupid brain just went into, like, a Jimmy Neutron brain blast of, like, looking at it, like, Nyeh. like, like very as it would, you know? You know what I'm saying? You didn't say a single, like, word that, like, two words that went together right there for like these are the scars of war i wear from you after these episodes and we go out and, and fuck do... you guys keep talking i'm grabbing natties <sighs> please, please. Uh, well i thought we were doing the tacos your co-host has left the studio oh, do taco? uh do taco so no, all right let's finish yeah let's... yeah let's keep uh d- uh okay so this is why welcome love... back to suds buds the the show where we talk Good suds with good buds. Um, I'm your guest today, Eric Anderson, with Nate and Dustin drinking a Saison from Wild Minds, and it's good. It tastes like basil and fruit, and I like it, and I would buy it again. And I got some basil. Okay, okay. I, I, you're not even on mic, and you're criticizing <laughs> my... Jeez, clock back in, dude. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5. I... 
That's a good score. I don't know. I feel like my palate is destroyed after that quadruple where I can't like honestly give anything over a four or five. So I'm gonna cap it and give this like the highest review I can give it. Does that make any sense? No, I get that. 100% because like sense. it's there the beers we've tried, like Big Axe, again, got nothing against that beer. I'm gonna buy a six pack of that as soon as I can. Yeah. But that was a very simple kind of Saison. Like that was approachable. That was that was something that could help people get into the style. That is a beer Big Axe is a beer that you would use to work yourself up to the one we're drinking now. Like that, um, yeah, People Power by Wild Mind. There's just a whole lot going on there. Um, I think people, like Dustin said earlier, people would probably be confused. Like blind taste tests, they might not actually know what style of beer they're drinking. Um, Top yourself off, buddy. I'd top my pants off. Hey. Uh, (laughs) There's there's Uh, that quad. Yeah. Um, nice. Um, yeah, for me, no, I, I completely get where both of you are coming from on that review, and those are solid reviews. I think my palate is just not as in-tuned as both of yours might be. Uh, I do not think this is an approachable beer by any means. Sure. For a Saison, for that style, I think if you gave somebody that, you told them it was a Saison as their first Saison, and then you had them go out and tried not only other Saisons, but other Belgians... Uh, they would be really confused, like extremely confused. Uh, I think a it's lot a saison of... with. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but it's like yeah, I, yeah. there's a lot of other stuff going on in there, you know. Agreed. Yeah, but I think all the other stuff takes away from the nature of the the core beer itself. Um, That's fair. If I had that beer standalone, uh, and I wasn't reviewing it for its style and what it is like look it was a good beer i would drink it again i would keep it in my fridge but if it was labeled a hazy pale ale i think i'd be a little bit happier uh it's obviously not there's Mm. things going on in that beer that i just can't quite comprehend yet uh not married to this score i'm gonna need to taste that beer again it was good for what it was but because it didn't follow the the traditional style guidelines that I have for my palate, given a middle of the road three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It, um, and to clarify, when I said the approachable beer, I meant the big axe one from earlier in the episode. I don't think that beer was approachable though. You don't think the big axe? Oh, was the big axe yeah, one that's was what approachable. That's what I meant when I said approachable. This is a beer that would, you'd eventually lead up to the people power. Yeah. 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 But, it, uh, like, yeah, it, no, like, I'm just gonna agree. I'm yeah. gonna agree. Well, no, like Eric said, it's a saison plus. Like, there's a whole lot of other things added to it. Um, it's a big plus. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real big plus. Big plus for a big can. Hey guys, do you know what we have for the first time ever? Ba 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 ba! Bonus round, motherfuckers. Did we get a Nate review on the last one? Oh, I'm giving that. Uh, I'm giving that probably like a four, four two, four one. Right on. I'm gonna give it a four one. Sorry, no, we can rewind it. Ba 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 bonus round, motherfuckers. I'm walking out of the studio after that. Nah, dude, stay long. No, that's my job. I'm the guest. You can't walk out on your own show. No, I to told you, me. I retired. You're, you just. Dude, holy lime on the nose. Uh, E Man, do you want to. What are we drinking there? Uh, 
You got the you got the arms. We are drinking a Taco Tuesday, which is a Mexican style lager with lime. Coming to you from Blackstack Brewing Company, which is located in St. Paul. And it's a collaboration beer with Los Acampo, yeah. which is a wonderful Mexican restaurant. I believe there's still yeah. got one location off of Dale and Uni, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, you nailed it, actually, Dale and Uni. Um, Pizza delivering days. It's actually an excellent restaurant. I love Los Acampo. They have a lot of really, really good stuff there. And uh, I'm super stoked to see them partnering. I would. I really want to know how that conversation came about, like who approached who and you know, wanted if I had to lean, it would probably be Blackstack approach them and wanted to do some stuff. Um, this is a good beer, though. It I, seems like they added pounds and pounds of lime. I can honest, I could honestly smell this beer forever. Like this is, in it, in it, good. Like it, it is weird, you know, coming off these Belgian styles into a Mexican lager with yeah. lime. Um, but wow, that smells fantastic. Yeah, it's it's pretty good tasting too. I'm not complaining about it. I mean this in the best way, but this beer tastes like pop, or soda, or or cow. It's the carb wherever you're from. Really? But you getting that? Uh, I'm just I'm getting a yeah. little, I'm getting a lot of salt in there. Like mm. I'm getting lime followed that you immediately by salt. Now that you say the salt, like almost 100%. almost kind of like as the body, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm not uh, super big on a lot of Mexican lagers. Mm-hmm. I honestly think i might have only ever had one in the beginning of my craft beer career so i can't tell you if it was good or not but this is decent i'm getting a lime bomb it's kind of a lime bomb right on the i front. like it i like it but it's it's a lot yeah it's a bit of a lime bomb on the front like i honestly because you guys said that they sold these in like a or a side-by-side kind of beer right yeah, so I got duped. We didn't even notice uh, at first. Yeah, I got duped, as I do on uh, many of my first dates. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, they sell them on a side-by-side. They sell them in a four-pack, but one side, so two beers, is the Mexican lager with lime, and then one side is the Mexican lager without lime. Okay. And the dude at um, Bibby was like, uh, Yo, Brosif, you know that this one is with lime and this one is without lime. And I was like, well, I didn't say anything. I was like, oh, hey, thanks. I'm going to try it. But in my head, I was like, they should change up the fucking can on these. Because I had no idea. I just blindly grabbed. I saw that one and was like, I'm going to get two of them. So. Okay. Yeah, it is kind of weird. Um, well, who was that? Who was it did that did the Vegemite beer? Uh, that was also Blackstack, yeah. Okay, they had so, the, am I right and am I wrong? Okay, so that's kind of like a thing they're doing where, like, they make a variant on a beer. They give you the original beer and then the variant, which I kind of think is cool. Was it you that tried both those beers with me? Is am I right a pills or a lot? I know we talked about trying them. I don't think that we actually tried them. Because I tried them both. Okay. But I wasn't sure if it was with you or it was with Dustin. You had one of them with me. Because Nat yeah. gave us a gift pack. Yep, 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 yep. But I ended up getting the other one, and I thought it was the same beer. Because I'm like, oh, it's the Vegemite beer. And then I brought it up, and it's like, wait, am I wrong? This is definitely different. And then I went back, and I looked at the shelf, and it was same type of thing. Adam Bibulus, shout out. I'm like, oh, damn, they got both. And they were like... Because uh, we had MI Rights, correct? We got the MI Rights initially, and then I got the MI Wrongs a couple weeks later. And they've got a deceivingly similar, similar can design, as these do. But it was uh, 
Australian style paleo, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it was different styles of hops. And I want to say one had like mosaic or something and the other one didn't. And it was just totally different. Like totally different beers. Interesting. Same can, same style of beer other than like one ingredient. And it was just like completely different beers. Yeah, and I mean, both were really good. Like, I wouldn't knock either one, but it was it was really cool to to see that. So I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if this is the, the the same type of thing. Do you guys ever get this feeling, and I know this is probably really horrible to say on our... Is it the 10th episode? I don't know. I'll pull up your guys' Spotify real quick. <laughs> um, I, love I, how I, mu- I love how much respect you're giving to me to... Or from just the stealing bit. your podcast. To the bit. To the bit. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. You're, you know, <laughs> you've been uh, doing a good job with it. Well, I, what I, where, where I was <laughs> going you. with that was I feel like I get a little bit of like a palate overload sometimes with trying so many new beers that it's hard to take in. Like, I've definitely seen an explosion in my palate and I can taste multiple things. Wait, are, uh, are, are you giving us 10? I think you guys are 10 today. This is Motherfucker! the episode. I just want to recount here, like... I counted on my fingers, but sometimes counting out loud helps too. One, two, three, four, five, six. Eric, I seven, know. Eight. I know you were here for the first nine episodes of the podcast, but I'm so glad. That I was your first guest. After we changed leadership, that you could be with us on the tenth episode of the podcast. It's really fantastic to have you here buddy oh thanks man we've been running with this bit for way too long now come full circle this this is a real early bit that we did yeah 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 (laughs) i like it though um but yeah do you guys ever get that where you got like feel like you just get like a little bit of a palate overload where you're trying so many new things and it's like it's hard to like distinguish and also the brain is a a fickle thing so it's hard to remember i i i get what i'm get what you're saying where it's like when you're trying because you're trying to do the like the newest and exciting beers that yeah. everybody's putting out, right. and those tend to be like some very flavor forward, like like off kilter from traditional traditional style. style. Yeah. Um, so when you just keep doing one of those every single time, like you almost tend to forget what the style is. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like this one. I really, I do really like this this Taco Tuesday we got going here from Blackstack, but. Yeah, that's a lot of lime. This genuinely would pair with... Uh, I'd like to see it without the lime. I think it genuinely would pair with, like, well with a Taco Tuesday, though. Yeah. Oh, if, totally. If you gave me some street tacos and this oh, in, sure. like, some 90-degree Houston weather... I don't know why Houston was the first city I thought of. That just seems like a Taco Tuesday type of place, but... I get it, yeah. man. Heat and, heat and street food, like, yeah, to- same thing. I'm thinking, like... Fish tacos, like West Oof. Hollywood on the sidewalk, like mm. salmon tacos. Uh, I don't, you know, thanks. Any, That'd be a any waste of salmon, and I feel like probably an overpowering flavor. I feel like a lot of times fish tacos, it's a, it's a really mild white flaky fish. Tuna? No, tuna's pretty powering. I feel yeah. like it's a lot of times like, like yellow white flaky, and you went to tuna. I, don't, I honestly the, don't. The know. cheap ones, tilapia. Least, yeah, but like yellowfin and. Yeah, like a, a cheap, like, it's the whole reason I hold the point that shrimp tacos shouldn't exist. It is a waste of shrimp. Expand. But shrimp's cheap. Well, shrimp's cheap, but shrimp's got good flavor. Yeah. When you put it into a taco, 
you're just pulling basically everything else you add to the taco. Sure. Like, shrimp is kind of a flavor on its own. Like, that's why shrimp, like, shrimp-flavored ramen. Like, shrimp is its own thing. Yeah. I don't see any reason why I need to also add salsa and lime juice and anything else to it. I think it's got a good texture to it. Like, if you were to actually add, like, straight-up shrimp bits, cook them, obviously, and then add to them taco, like... Shrimp is a different texture all on its own. Oh, yeah. And you're still getting some of that shrimp flavor, so I think that might be where the rationale was, but I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah, like, it, I don't know. I, I just enjoy, enjoy shrimp so much on its own. It's great. That I don't think... I think there's cheaper fish or cheaper seafood that could be used in a taco where I will eat that because... Tuna. Yeah, you know. No, no time for, like... Tuna steak's great. I'm going to cook you a tuna steak. You're gonna you make love tuna it. sticks? I got ahi yeah. tuna in the fridge right now. What is it about tuna that's so cheap but so great? Why is so that real, fish... real meaty fish? Real, yeah, it's really meaty. It's got fats, but the good kind of fats, and it's it's got its own flavor, but also it's not gonna overpower a dish. It's to a certain extent, it'll it'll take on a flavor of what you season it with. You know, All right, you, you can cook it in chili oil like and tofu. you got chili tuna. But yeah, exactly, exactly, kind of uh, fishy I, tofu. I just buy it by the can. Like <laughs> okay, it, well maybe like an absolute like as one meathead does, and uh, you do the whole draining bit of it. You know that part sucks. My girlfriend, friend of the show, Samantha. She's shout out to Samwise. She's not a big canned tuna, or excuse me, she's not a big uh, ahi tuna person. Like, I've made her tuna melts before with, like, the the actual fresh fish, but she's also more into, like, the star kissed. Like, that's her version of, like, a, a tuna sandwich. It's almost that tuna salad, and she told me the reason she doesn't like the ahi tuna is because she feels like it gets dry. And I think that's fair, because when you think of, like, the star kissed, it's usually, like, in some sort of, like, a mayo, an onion, or, like, an Just, oil. Like, preservatives, you know? yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't say this very often on the podcast slash in my personal life, but uh, Samwise, you're right. Wow. She'll appreciate it, Dustin. I'll pass it along. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's listening to this episode live. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> she's actually in studio. Yeah, is she here? Uh, friend of the show. But uh, Girlfriend of the show. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Um, You're dating. <laughs> I feel like now's a good segue for like Dustin to talk about his legs or something. <laughs> I could talk about a multitude of things, and I'm not sure if the. Uh, Why don't you drive for a second? Uh, I'll keep drinking this lime beer. Dude, I fucking. Uh, oh, dude, I went deaf in my left ear again. Oh, dude. Uh, what's happening? Am I getting vertigo? I'm really thankful that you guys gave me all of the proper functioning equipment today. Yeah, I wish I had a notepad for all the problems I've encountered in the last, like, 100, and 100 minutes. But we're here. <laughs> They've been good we're, ones. We're, we got beer. We're here. We got beer. Get you Suds Buds. Is that your guys? I might have just given you guys a new slogan. Aw. Yeah. You can Spud. throw it on your Instagram. Thank me. <laughs> yeah, we have audio back. Hey, I can hear what myself. What is that about ears. technology where it's just like, oh, if you just fickle with it, it'll come back? Like, do you remember like old NES cartridges? Dude, blowing the cartridge. Blowing the cartridge, and it comes back. Or, or yeah. the power button that's kind of like the, the almost a full circle with like the line through it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you just push it in and wait, like usually I've heard the magic number from IT people is about 15 seconds. And then you push it again. 
99.9% of the time it fixes the problem. And if it doesn't, whatever you have is broken and you should replace it. <laughs> there is no science behind that. There's no... Dude, I, that's, oh, the, that's the American mentality. The, well, that the IT The American mentality is the, grabbing it and punching it. <laughs> oh, Don't put on your Hulk yeah. and beat the shit out of your monitor. <laughs> like IT 101. I've learned it from every IT person I've ever worked with. Turn it off, turn it back on. Yeah. Like, yeah. turn it off, wait 15 seconds, turn it back on. Basically, it's something is just not reading right, and it's just going to figure it out, but it needs to completely shut off. And that's why they do it. Thanks. Did you just? Oh. It's Taco Tuesday. Los Acampos Black Stack Brewing. Uh, Mexican. Uh, cue up Stone Cold live. theme song. I was going to say, uh, I would like to note that Eric just Stone Cold stunnered that uh, empty can in studio. It's a good vibe. I'm a wrestling guy. and I think it was more of a Sandman move where he used to. Oh, no shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Although. He came out with the Kenpo stick, right? Yeah, he did. He did come up with a kendo stick and railed heaters and drank Budweiser's oh, on the way to the back ring. Back when you could smoke inside the golden ages. <laughs> yeah, before we were born. You uh, can still do that as a performance thing. Speaking of smoking inside, Nate Diggity. On casinos. Yes. Oh, what were we? Oh, stone colding things on heads. Yeah. What about it? Just made me think of something. Was that our that time we went to see the Growlers at first half? Yes, it was. Is the Growlers a band? <laughs> yes, it was. Holy shit, that was crazy. I just totally lost it, and then you brought it right back, man. Oh, I, I, I've seen you Stone Cold Stunner things approximately two times now. Uh, one was right now, and the other one was that night. And dude, that might be like a full year ago now. Like I remember that being that show being like September 28th or something like that. Like I feel no, like it yeah, was... Yeah, we, we both worked the opening of our Oktoberfest event. Yep. And then we went to Good that Good event show. that was. That's... Hey, Oktoberfest coming up this weekend. Gonna be a time. Ripping and roaring. Yeah, you need something to do. Uh, it's actually it's sold out, but uh, yeah, Oktoberfest. Cool. <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> Guys, I'm so close to grabbing a natty. <laughs> Does that mean it's time to, to say goodnight? I'm really chomping at the bit to have a natty. <sighs> if you want to have a natty on, on air, you can, can leave us again. Can I have a natty, Dad? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but you're going to bed early tomorrow. Fuck. Hey, keep talking again. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I feel like it sounded like I did a terrible thing at a growler show, but I didn't because it was water. And so actually, I kind of did a wholesome thing. Well, okay, wholesome's kind of a, a loose way to phrase <laughs> that, because what you did it was right at the end of the show. You walk up to the bar, you get, you ask them for two ice waters. They like absolutely, you know. You get these, we both drink them, and then you grab my empty cup from my hand. Like, I'm looking for a garbage can. I forgot to ask, do you guys want daddies? <laughs> no, I do not uh, want we're, a daddy. We're good, man, yeah. Love Thank beer. you, buddy. Uh, <laughs> eh, you know, yeah, grab a couple natties, why not? Two natties? You're going to taunt me. Yes! I'll take a hams. <laughs> you can have this one. I said oh, it. Thanks, buddy. Um, but yeah, you get these or you you steal my empty cup full of ice from my hand did i steal it from you or did i say hey nate i'll take your cup and toss it that sounds like a more you thing but i'm pretty sure you just grabbed it sure yeah Yeah. i was i'd been drinking i think you had committed to the bit long before this like i think i think when he handed you two glasses of something my face lit up yeah i think you knew what was gonna happen (laughs) 
And then, yeah, you just stone cold stunnered both these cups of ice. In so, the... Nate, I'm not sure you know what a stone cold stunner is. Isn't Stone Cold Stunner where he smashes the two things against his head? No, that's it's what not. he just that's what he did. But a Stone Cold Stunner a Stone Cold Stunner is a it's a kick to the gut. Oh. And then you turn around and you get him in a headlock and then you drop to your ass. He is associated oh. with smashing beers and making them go everywhere. So what it's is, a Stone Cold move. But does that have a like a name for it? It's just on was... brand Stone Cold. That's oh. all it is. Jesus. That's a foam boy. Um, Anybody listening at home, that's me cracking a natty light. Yeah, you just stone cold stunnered that beer. <laughs> I'm going to show you a stone cold stunner, Nate. You're going to recognize it from your childhood. I mean, I, you know. I think I know what you're talking about. Like, just the play kick, him the, stun, yeah. grab, just, drop. Just play him the ECW invasion where stone cold hands out like maybe 35 stunners. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I was going to shout this guy out for showing his video on the show, but I don't want to say his name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so here's a Stone Cold Stunner. Uh, there you go, front oh, face like yeah, 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 He yeah, drops yeah, 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 it. Yeah, yeah. Back out of Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Old Jimmy. All right. Well, Dude, Jim Ross was the man. Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Was that was the, the man, that you, still is the man. I was going to say, was that the guy you didn't want to name for some reason? Did he get canceled for some reason that I didn't know? <laughs> Jim mm-hmm. Ross? Yeah, no, I feel like the YouTube title or the YouTube oh, name no. was a dumb one. His, yeah, it was one of those things where I'm like, man, this I've never heard of this as a cuss word, but this sounds really offensive. It's <laughs> so, like, have you ever heard somebody say a word where it's like, I, I don't, I've never heard somebody call him that, but if you said that mean enough, it, it would probably sound like degrading. Yeah, like, gazuntite. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you say it with enough of a German accent, it gets oppressive. What was I listening to earlier today? I was listening to something where they were talking about, uh, I was on their talk show of some sort, but they were talking about jiggers, like the Oof. things that climb under your skin, you Oof. know what I mean, in like a lake? Yep. And one of the person, like it, there was a, a very much a, a regional difference where one of the people like had gotten these things as a kid. I think it was maybe Retton Lake or something, but the other people they were talking to had not ever heard of it before so like what did you just say dude you know it's like one of those words where it's like you are one syllable off from offending a whole group of people yeah and maybe that's a bad example but like oh it's a perfect example i get what you're because it's so close it's so easy to like misconstrue especially if you've never heard of jiggers like i think is is jiggers like a midwest thing i don't know if it no no because it's definitely they definitely exist down south it's like a weird water bug that like burrows in you and mm. I think lays eggs and it causes you to itch, but it's gross. It's disgusting, but it's weird how languages work where it's like, if you say a word with the right inflection or rather wrong inflection, things that are wholesome by definition can sound like aggressive. Dude, I think of this shit all the time. I'm glad you do. Like all the time. I'll just be laying up at night thinking and like, damn, I'm a pretty great person in America, not in the sense that, like, I'm out here changing lives, like, being progressive and doing cool stuff, but just, like, all-around sound guy. Um, <laughs> well, hot take. For being honest, Sam's our all-around sound guy. Hey, but, uh, Salsa Dave. Way to bring it back in. Ding, ding, ding. But, like, if I was just to talk, like, how I talk, like, in specific countries, oh, I'd probably be an asshole. And it's, like, those things that you think of where it's like, mm. Or it's like if someone whose English isn't their second language, they can't necessarily be all of themselves. 
you know? Like, if they can't speak English, like, that well. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, they have to speak, like, broken English, almost. There's so, going to be things that are going to be missed. Yeah, translating gets a little awkward. Yes, I've... Totally. And, I mean, shit, I sympathize with that so much because, like, the only other language I've even dabbled in outside Espanol. of English... Yeah, is Espanol, and it's, like, taking two years of high school Spanish to middle school Spanish, you know, and I feel bad for how much I've lost, but it's like hey, talking. Te llamas, mi amigo? Uh, uh, me llamo Eric. Ah, si, si, si. Como uh, estas hoy? Uh, yo necesito cerveza. Ah, sí, sí, sí. Cerveza. Cerveza. Hey, hey. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It's it's weird how like when it's your second language, like I think a big thing that gets missed is like sarcasm. Like big from time. my yeah. friends from like that have you know, have have came to the US where this was not their their original home. It's like that's one of the I feel like it's not one of the first things you pick up on. Is American yeah. sarcasm, you know? Yeah. And I think that's a that's something where I think just humor, it's like physical comedy. That's mm-hmm. a universal thing. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like telling a joke, yeah, and inflection's a huge yeah. part. It's a that huge you, part that you of might it. not read. Yeah, I um, also feel like in in humor is that where you get a lot of complexities in knowing the human, you know, and where what makes them, what do they think funny, and a lot of time you can pseudo figure out what makes them tick, you know, like what, what are their interests? You know, I feel like I, I think humor is a big part in a lot of people's everyday lives, whether they actively think about it or not, even if they're not somebody who laughs every day, maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I I think I, no, I think I kind of understand what you're trying to say. Like where it's humor is universal. Well, but like finding out what people think is funny kind of helps you figure out what that person's about. Yeah, sure, hundred yeah. percent, sure. Um, but actually, back to that language or English as a second language. Um, I I was studying German for a while, and um, that's such a talking, neat thing to do. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't Belgian, but you know, uh, yeah, we got there. Belgiania, Belgiania, um, but. The person I was learning from kind of broke it down to me where she was like, you can know, you know, you can be conversational in two different languages, but really you can only know one language. Mm. Like it's where you spend the most time because language is, you know, obviously constantly evolving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of made sense. I have a friend who went over to Japan to teach English um, wow. and he meant to do it only for like a year. Ended up meeting a lady over there, and they got married. Um, so he's Go over on. there full time now. You should have him hook me up because I really want to go back to get my off-air story. Yeah. I just want to bathe in it. Want to go to Japan? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, so he comes back and visits maybe once every two years. Very cool. Um, and him is he's really good friends with one of my older brothers and they have this D and D campaign that's going up been going on since middle school. Mm. Like they've been at this for a long time. 
Wait, but they only one get campaign. One campaign. I think it's like a custom campaign, but like, yeah, they've been going at it for years. Would you ever want to be a DM? No. No? Tried it. It's um, hard. It's I, hard. It's, I really like storytelling. I really like doing that. Um, I just don't like all of the... The, the work. The yeah. outside work. Dude. Would you ever be willing to be a DM for a campaign that consists of all first timers except for yourself? Yes. Dude. I've, I've never played before. Like, this is something for real. Wanted to get into, tried to get into. It's awesome. Kind of like a cribbage thing, where it's like you watch somebody playing cribbage. Oh, that looks really fun. It's sweet. Nice. Can you teach me how to play? No. <laughs> like, and it, yeah, it, it was like me, like, for, like, last, like, 25 years, like, watching, like, people play both games mm-hmm. and just being enamored with it. And, like, magic was another one. Dude, I want to learn. Dude, I can cool. teach you magic. Can I teach? Can I learn? No. So I just played chess in the corner, and yeah, I'll I'll teach you what I what little I know about D and D if you teach me chess, dude. Yeah, I've literally that was one of those like cribbage for you. Like chess was one of those I just never figured it out. Okay, chess no chess fun. is a fun one. I would right. love to play chess. All right, but to finish this uh, buddy sorry, in Japan dude. thing, no, just just like to kind of wrap that whole bit up. Um, when he comes back now, he actually like forgets phrases like he i've known him for i've known him since middle school and he forgets how to speak english really yeah and he's only been over there now maybe four years yeah and he teaches english to kids in japan so he's regularly speaking english but he regularly speaks japanese more right and so it's like there's times where like we're you know we're all talking having a good time and he kind of just has that brain fart where he's like wait how do you what's this word like what's this translation like his brain is kind of flipped to where japanese is his main language and english is his second that makes sense when you put it in perspective because it's like your spanish one teacher is probably speaking 80 percent english Mm -hmm. you know and then like ideally as you move up courses there's a much heavier presence of whatever language you're learning incorporated yeah so yeah that's that's crazy to think about where it's wow huh very cool we'll definitely like to talk to him i've never heard of it going that way because we always you see a lot of old heads that are like you can tell english isn't their first language and they're still struggling to string through sentences here and there Mm mm-hmm but when you hear them speak their native tongue, it's just like rattling on and on and on and on. And yeah, I guess I've just never seen the inverse of that, which is interesting. Yeah, it, it was really weird. Like the first time I like noticed it, because like, at first I just like, you know, you've had those brain farts. You can't think of a word. Yeah. You're talking. You can't think of it. But like he was forgetting like phrases, like general phrases where it was like. You would never learn that in it. Like, if you were learning English, mm-hmm. that's not really a phrase that would ever come up. Like, it's just kind of like a general Inside back and talk. forth. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, yeah, he, but he just, like, he was actively, I, like, it seemed like he was actively trying to translate from Japanese to English. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. 
Like that I, sounds like a chore. Like it wasn't all the time. He was, you know, obviously still super fluent in English. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, it seems to be kind of like a, you can learn how to speak and actually communicate, but you can't, like it, I feel like you can always tell when English isn't a first language for somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a native English speaker, it it's 99% of the time extremely apparent within the first couple seconds of speaking to somebody where it's like, Oh yeah, this person is not like this person's from somewhere else, which is cool. And you can even, what's even cooler than that is getting like a layer deeper is picking up on dialects, which I'm sure I didn't even think of that, but there's dialects all over the world. Like I'm sure even in Japan, like if you were to go from the North side to the South side, they speak differently. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I, I mean, you think about like even here in the U.S., like state to state, like it can get very different. Yeah. You can drive for two hours and it can be like noticeably different. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to think that's not everywhere. What's funny is like it, it seems like whenever I'm taking the drive down south and we're talking like straight south, it always seems like as soon as you hit that mother, what comes first, Kansas or Missouri? Missouri, right? I guess depending you on talking, where you're going. Yeah, I was gonna say where are you going? It seems like as soon as you hit Missouri, it like it's like that's when the accent kicks in. Like immediately. Missouri is when people start talking weird. It's like Wisconsin, yeah, you're fine. Iowa, you're fine. Anything farther than Iowa, people start talking absolutely bananas. <laughs> Let me tell you about Missouri. Misery? You it's actually gonna tell Stephen us about King film? Oh, are you actually going to talk, talk about Missouri, or are you just... I mean, I could. I mean, I don't really... Yeah. That's family down there? No. <laughs> I wonder what the brewery scene in Missouri is like. I've never heard of anything over if there. If you are a podcast listener and you are listening in to, from Missouri, feel free to send us some beer. We or give us... Budweiser. Yes. Oh, no way. Craft Budweiser? <laughs> the biggest the biggest boys in the game. That should be super interesting to try a Budweiser like directly from the fact like do you they gotta have like a keg like in a break room somewhere like they fresh keg it and they put yeah. it in their break room I got a good lady friend of mine that works for Coors she gets to drink Coors for the rest of her life they give her endless beers they're like do you realize how many we have we have so many like take a case home a day we don't care like, have it. Have all the beer you want. We haven't drank Coors Light on the podcast yet. Underrated beer? Coors Banquet. I was yeah, is. literally just going to say, like, a beer that could sneaky be into, like, the greatness of the craft scene. Banquet. Coors. Banquet's amazing. And I love that you can still find it in, like, the little glass bottles. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. The little red stripe bottle. Uh, yeah. Banquet Mickey's. or Platinum. Like Bud Light Platinum, mm-hmm. very different beers. <laughs> that was banquet. Which one are you grabbing though? Banquet. Banquets. Yeah, I Big mean, time. if I'm trying to get fudged up, probably Platinum. But <laughs> nah, I'm still probably uh, Banquet. <laughs> I like it. right over there. Yeah, yeah, okay. doing great. Now it's 21 plus podcast. <laughs> Please enjoy your beverages responsibly. Please. Yeah. Um. Well, what are we thinking about this craft beer that we have in front of us? Yeah. Or we're drinking two different beers here. Um, I've got the 
pride of Minnesota. Well, technically uh, three different beers because Nate and I aren't sharing. Good one. Good one. We've got... Uh, I'm sorry. Well, you guys featured these two on your last episode, didn't you? <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> we're reviewing Hams. We gave them full life. reviews. You know, we're not... I'd we're love not... to review Hams every every episode. You just finish off every episode with Oh, hams. God. What is this beer? I never had this one. <laughs> mm, five. Excellent. Hams. It's a good beer. I hate Big it. Fan. Milwaukee's be- Milwaukee's worst, and Hams are like one and two. You ever heard of a Beer 30? I, yeah, but I don't know where it originates from. Is that an from. actual brand of beer? I showed you it. Last week, I showed you that beer. Oh, you did. It you is, did. I And I proceeded to show you cheap whiskey bottles that it reminded me of. Yep. No, it is like this weird light purple color. Yep. It's got a clock on it, and it looks like it's racing, you know, like where it bends off to the side. And it's called Beer 30. Sketchy. And on Beer Advocate, there are reviews for that beer. And some incredibly scathing. And then some people are like, I bought a 30 rack for $8. I don't know what you thought this was going to be, but it's it lives up to the hype. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty fair. Dude, I'm going to piss my brains. All right. Keep don't. talking. Cool. Uh... <laughs> Shotgun a beer. Do something. Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll fill it up. Um, We're actually going to do some jujitsu in in the garage. Dude, yeah. I have seventeen Snapchats. Aw. So Nate, we're drinking a Hams. Mm-hmm. Um, cheers. Cheers, buddy. What are you thinking of this? What are you tasting? <laughs> I'm tasting. Honestly, every time I've drank with people from other breweries, like and not one of our breweries, it's always this beer. Yeah. Um, I remember, did you go to the um, Brewer's Banquet or whatever they call it at Fulton last year? No. So I think I'd been scheduled like the last two years. And then oh, that's a bummer. had some other shit going on this year. But no, I'm, not, I'm bummed because I've heard it's a blast. It's, it's a good time. Um, but basically, brewery, breweries in Minnesota are invited. And it's a industry-only event. And they just, every brewery brings a couple cases of beer, of their beer, and they just add it to a pile, and you just get to drink whatever you want. Like, you don't, it's just a free event for people in the industry, an industry appreciation event. Yeah. And when I showed up, I showed up a little late. Uh, When I got there, there were three empty 30 racks of hams next to the pile of full craft beer. Hell yeah. And it's one of those things, like, it's not any disrespect to the craft beer that was there, but at a certain point, you're just like, I want something to drink, and I don't know what any of this stuff is. I could stop, and I could look at everything, but really, I just want to drink, like, six or something. Yeah. And Ham's is the perfect beer for that. (laughs) It is. It fuels a lot of people in this industry. I agree. Yeah. It's... It's solid. It's a go-to. It's one it took me a while to fall in love with, but it definitely has a very distinct taste. And as we found out last week on the show, it's a pretty easy one to pick out of a line. Yep. Yes, sir. I don't know if it's actually like that. It seems like it's a little bit of multi-sweetness. 
malty sweetness, and then also we might have even said it on air last week, but it, it's got a scent to it. Like, oh, for sure. For, compared to a lot of other light beers, where it's like smelling Keystone Light, ain't a whole lot there. No. But this is like. Are you guys reviewing hams? We're not reviewing hams. We're we're talking about its role in our industry. Ah, uh, palate cleanser. They did that for the uh, Oktoberfest event for the Growler. Growler did an unlabeled Oktoberfest event. Oh, no shit. Yeah, which I was really bummed that I was working that day. That would have been a fun day to go to. Hmm. Uh, But I guess Hams was there, and they were the official palate cleanser of the event. No way. Yep. There are rumors that they even had the Hams bear there. Nate, was this These this rumors year? haven't been confirmed. It was this last year, yeah. Like just a couple weeks ago. Or no, something? no, 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 no. Like before everything got all fucked up. Yeah. Do you remember the unlabeled hazy pails? Yes. Yeah. Yep. It was the next one they did. They did the hazy oh, pails, okay. and then because that was in the spring, like early summer, and then in the fall they did an unlabeled Oktoberfest event. All right. Yeah. What's an unlabeled Oktoberfest event? It's just like a surprise event where they kind of like what we did last week. It's like a brown bag. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's so like so you like because they wanted to like determine what the best zero bias. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want any brand bias. They wanted people to rate all the beers fairly. It was kind of a new thing they were trying to do. Um, I think that's a good approach. You'd think because there's there's inevitable human bias. Well, and when I th- they see a brand that they that they like, and I thought that too. Um, I think kind of a problem is like for how many breweries are in that air in our area, and how many you know have a hazy. Like after a certain point, hazies can kind of be palate burners. Yeah. So like after a certain point, you really can't taste the difference mm-hmm. unless you. I think um, I think they had a seltzer there for that one, if I remember right. Yeah. As like a palate cleanser too. It's weird. There's a lot of human error in these human judging or in these like judging, uh, beer judging categories where it it needs to be reined in a little bit more. Well, I don't know about that because like obviously like they're like you could you know hand this off to a bunch of cicerones like high level cicerones have them rank stuff, but like this is kind of the court of public opinion. It's a fun event. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of part of the draw of craft breweries is like there's a, there's a lot of community based stuff right like if you're familiar with the lab mm. do you know the lab can't say i am eric do you know yeah, the lab? Yeah. yeah yeah like the lab is built as like a basically public testing facility for like there's breweries that are minnesota breweries they don't have a brick and mortar shop yet yep like they just operate they do like medium-sized batches basically at the lab people can try them out and then they can rate them and like give notes to the brewer as like i want to see more of this i didn't like this part like it's an active reviewing process Interesting. and then they change and then the brewers can take whatever notes they want and try to update stuff where's this place at it's it's uh st paul isn't it um is it off of 280 it's like a bar that anyone can walk into. Yeah, it's basically uh, a tap room. Yeah, and they have like a whole brewing facility there too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, like, like people can rent, or I think they rent Where out that, that brewing facility. Really? Um, I think it is off of yeah, Highway 280. Actually, the guys I'm repping today, uh, Arbiter Brewing, um, 
this is a brewery that's opening up over uh i think it's the is it the longfellow neighborhood um over by that unicorn bookstore or not unicorn What's moon the, palace moon palace holy shit i think they had a unicorn, unicorn hung up in, in their south. window kind of in south minneapolis yeah 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 um What's that neighborhood called, though? Uh, is it Longfellow? It might, it might be. I, think I feel like Longfellow is really close to there. But either way, Arbiter's opening right there. Um, and they did their first um, beer basically to sell to the public uh, at the lab. So they brewed it at the lab. Right. Tested out the thing. Kind of as like a teaser run for the lab. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's a cool idea. Yeah, um, that's super cool. Yeah. I mean, it provides a platform for... A lot of breweries, a lot of up-and-coming breweries and home brewers that might not have traditionally had a space, you know, given capital restrictions. Right. So, yeah, that's badass. I love that. I'm all in on that idea. I didn't even know that was a thing. Wow. How did I not know that was a thing? The lab pilot facility. Nate, as a co-host on the podcast and good friend of mine, mm. I would hope you would make me privy of these things sooner. <laughs> I got a lot of information for you. You really do. You're kind of a Gandalf of sorts. <laughs> I don't know about that. I feel like I just end up having a lot of free time. Honest, well, honestly, I've been following this Arbiter thing for a long time now. Um, Arbiter's been like... They were originally slated to open, I think, last summer. And kind of followed them early on then. And then I'd actually tried to get in um, one of their co-founders, Juno... He is the guy who puts on the Rare Beer Festival, um, which is not quite the beer dabbler. It's just a yeah, different event, but kind of a similar scale. Mm-hmm. So he put on those. When I was trying to get into the industry, that's the part of the industry I wanted to be in. Right. Um, and reached out to him. He didn't really have any openings. And then I went to that um, the brewer. What, what's that? What is that Fulton event called? The birthday party? Not the birthday the, party, but like that winter event that we went to. Uh, the the, it's just the like their, Brewer's like, Ball. Yeah, that's what I thought, but I think that's a different event. It's kind of just like a community brewing event. where I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. Where it's like where all the all the breweries get together and get yeah. plowed. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Essentially is what, yeah, no, is what happens. So eloquently yeah. put. Um, you have pallets and pallets of craft beer. Guess what's going to happen? Yeah. Get plowed. True. Um, but I'm at Fast Times in Ridgemont High. <laughs> I was trying to do my best, Rogan. Plowed. Nah, dude, you gotta do ba ba barbecued. Bretomyces. Bretomyces. There we go. That's the T-shirt. It's banging mixed with Bretomyces. Hot seller. We're selling it. All right, I'm I'm doing the. I'll have a mock up to you tomorrow. Pre order, easy. I'll buy one. <laughs> <laughs> we got our first pre order. Perfect. <sighs> oh, but yeah, at that Brewers Ball, our Brewers event, I met their graphic head graphic designer. His name's Garth. Uh, he does. What kind of names do these people have? There Dude, was Garth. There was Juno. Juno. Garth. Garth is fantastic. Um, is it the guy he, you man crushed over? I did man crush over him for right. a little bit. Right um, I mean, yeah. But he is the he was like a graphic designer for Rhyme Sayers, the local rap label. Pretty sick in the cities. Yep. 
Um, he does the can art for Bad Weather. Pretty sick. Yep. Oh, their can art rips, too. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, so he does a lot of that. And then, yeah, he's on... Um, he also is in, like, an... I think he said an all-dad punk band. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so, like, these guys are getting together. I also met their head brewer. I think his name was Jason. Okay. Um, but Not as interesting of a name, but well, shout out okay, to Jason. Okay, we can't... You know, you can't just... You don't want to overload here yeah. on the cool names. I mean, we've had Lunas, we've had Garths, and Junos, so I was kind of expecting a hitter, but yeah, that's yeah, all right. That's fine. But yeah, super excited for their thing to open. Um, they got like, I think, five beers in fermenters right now. Um, they're kegging pretty soon, and I think they're just going to open for um, for takeout pretty quick here. Right on. Or in the next couple months. Very cool. Well, keep us posted, and... Uh... Yeah, we'll report back on the show when Arbiter is serving beers. Heck yeah. 100%. Guys, I'm tired. Aw. Yeah. It, I, this has been an absolute blast, though. <laughs> it's been a doozy. This is this is pretty much what happens on a daily basis when we work together. Well, Not, it, I don't know about that. I, I drive home <laughs> from my job. Uh yeah, no, this is this is definitely a night of excess. <laughs> okay, we got to. Uh, it's what? been fun though. Do you guys want to make ice cream sundays? <laughs> you were talking about excess. I mean, you can make uh, you can make me an ice cream sundae, and you guys can go do jujitsu in the garage. <laughs> I got this, guys. Thank you all for joining us this week. It's been a blast having Mister Nate Uppadel on the show. Between uh, Eric Anderson. <laughs> And guesting on my own show. Uh, Yeah, we talked a variety of topics, too many to list. Uh, We drank some Belgian beers. We drank some Saison's. We're going to be back next week, but uh, in the meantime, we're going to go make an ice cream sundae and do some jujitsu and then probably fall asleep. We love you guys. Yeah, thanks for listening to Suds Buds, and this won't happen again. Woo! Woo! It's been a while since I could hold my head up high, and it's been a while since I first saw you. I'm gone and